Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this uh, wet and rainy Thursday morning. And I, um, hold on a second. I uh, left my television on. I apologize. <laughs> so, but I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Good morning, Ed. Glad you're watching this morning. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, it is uh, just another wet, rainy day. And uh, thank us from we're getting some of the uh, uh, offshoots of, uh, of Sally there. And uh, I think that's the name of that hurricane that hit. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's supposed to rain today. But what I looked after today, man, it's supposed to be like really nice from like tomorrow through the rest of next week. So good morning, Anita. And uh, so thank God for that. And um, I know you uh, pumpkin spice loving freaks out there are really excited about fall. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, I mean, I like, I don't care that it's cool and off just a hair. And I do like fall. Don't get me wrong. I like the colors. I like fall. But I just hate uh, to, it, it dread with all my fiber of being <laughs> what comes after fall because I hate, I cannot put it into words. I know you're supposed to hate. But I hate cold. I mean, I hate it. You know, you can get hot and you can go in and you can cool off. But when you're cold, that, your feet, you know, your hand, oh, I just, ugh, I hate it. So I think what we should do is um, we should just live here during the spring, summer, and fall. And I think all of us just need to pack up and we'll go to Miami or Hawaii or somewhere at, during the winter months and then we'll come back here to Tennessee. I think that should be the, what we should do and uh, I think that makes far more sense to me. So <laughs> don't think it'll work that way, but uh, hey, you never know. So, Oh, Robin said, don't be hating my pumpkin spice. So. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Mr. Grant. He said he was at a church Sunday. Get a chance to talk to him. Saw him sitting out there, and, and uh, glad he's able to come and, and was able to enjoy it this Sunday. So praise the Lord for that. But uh, no, nah, I ain't hating your pumpkin spice, Robin. Don't worry. I, I'm not. You know, I don't even know if I've ever had anything pumpkin spice. To come to think of it, just trying to hear the thing. I don't think I've ever had anything pumpkin spice. I guess it's what separates us from the animals. <laughs> so. She's going to kill me. But uh, but anyway, um, yeah, you know, uh, we're going to dive into God's Word this morning. And uh, uh, it's another day. You know, you turn on the news. Like I said, that's what I had on. After I get done doing my personal devotions of prayer, I have the news on, kind of see what's kind of going on in the world. And and usually it just uh, does nothing more than tick me off. <laughs> you know, it's informative, but yet it ticks me off when I see everything that's going on and uh, uh, in amazement. But like I was talking about last night, uh, you know, we're going to, we're seeing some, some birth pains here, you know, and, uh, God's trying to get our attention. And, uh, I hope that, uh, people are, are listening, uh, to what's going on here. So, uh, but anyway, let's, um, go ahead and do our pledge of allegiance this morning as we do every morning. So I'm going to bring that up here. And, uh, if you have hats, please remove those and stand. And here we go. Attention, salute. Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I always want to overemphasize God and the Pledge of Allegiance for no other reason. Well, several reasons. One, uh, we got a, uh, idiots out there trying to... Uh, remove that 
and have blatantly refused to say under God. Uh, I know we're not a theistic nation, but we were founded, as I was talking about Sunday, uh, Mickey was there, uh, talking about uh, that we were founded on uh, the Judeo-Christian ethic. And uh, as a whole, as a you know, for the most part, we have been known as a Christian nation. And uh, the fact they're trying to remove this speaks volumes uh, at the uh, direction uh, that this country is headed in. So, uh, you know, uh, I want to make sure that that I do emphasize that. And if things keep going the way they're going, uh, I'm telling you guys, it is, uh, uh, well, I mean, you look at Venezuela. I mean, how they, um, they were a prosperous uh, nation up to about I think the 90s early 90s uh, they were capitalist thriving and then they they went started going down the same road that we're going down right now with this cancel called for removing statues and, and road signs and uh, and they start going progressively more socialist communism and now they are starving to death and dying over there and uh, you know if, if good people stand up start making an effort I don't know what we're going to do I will say this though I am um, now, how can I word this? As a pastor, all right, and as a Christian, uh, we shouldn't condone violence. Uh, you know, there may come a time, you know, there's nothing wrong uh, for the fact to defend your home, all right? No man, you know, uh, no man's, you know, you're no better than an infidel if you don't take care of your family. So there's nothing wrong to defend your home. Uh, there's nothing wrong to stand up for yourself. You know, just because you're a Christian doesn't make you the world's doormat. Give me a morning now. Doesn't make you the world's doormat. So, you know, but to intentionally try to go out and stir up trouble and, and make fights, that's wrong. All right. Uh, and even as Christians, we obey the law of the land until it is contrary to the word of God. Then we, when then we, we fight against that. And uh, there's even those out there who want to argue that uh, war is wrong because it says that, uh, shall not kill in the Bible. Well, we know that uh, war is necessary to hold back evil. And uh, even in, in biblical times, war was necessary uh, to accomplish God's will. And uh, uh, so there's nothing wrong with being in the military. There's nothing wrong with having to fight for our freedom. There's nothing unbiblical about that at all. Okay, so I'm leading up to something here. Bear with me. And, um, and so as a result of that, you know, we, we want to be loving, we want to be kind, we want to show Jesus Christ. But I tell you what, I've had a belly full of these turkeys in Portland and New York and uh, uh, all across the country, uh, the rioting and the trouble they're causing, burning businesses down. And uh, I have to say that um, I, I really enjoyed the video I saw yesterday of uh, uh, these patriots uh, who went after these little uh, domestic terrorists, these this Antifa, and buddy, they, uh, man, they knocked, this one guy had a billy club, knocked this old boy, I mean, smacked him back of the head, and they got a hold of him, <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, apparently he had assaulted uh, one of the women there, and uh, buddy, she came up and said, uh, you want to assault me, and she filled his face full of pepper spray. It may come to that, guys. I'll just be honest with you. It may come to the point where we're going to have to start pushing back a little bit. And uh, in order to secure our freedoms uh, here in this nation uh, against those who wish to destroy it. You know, when I joined the Air Force and I raised my hand and took that oath, that was to defend this country, both foreign and domestic. And I took that oath seriously. And I meant every word that I said when I took that. And uh, I'm not a tough guy, uh, you know, by no stretch of imagination. I don't want to hurt anybody. Uh, but at the same time, we've got to stand up for what is right. And uh, the only way, see, I was bullied a lot growing up. 
And because I don't sort of believe I was overweight, <laughs> you're seeing that now. But, uh, and of course, my grandmother being Japanese, such I was bullied a lot. And the only way to push back against a bully is to stand up to him. And uh, uh, there was days I won, there was days I lost, but uh, uh, it wasn't fun. But I, I was pushed, and I was pushed, and I was pushed to where I couldn't take it anymore, and then that's when I had to fight back. And I feel like that's what a lot of people feel like in this country. We've been pushed, and we've been pushed, and we've been pushed, and people have had a belly full of this garbage going on in our nation. Again, I'm not, you know, as Christians... We need to turn the other cheek. We need to show kindness. We need to show love. But at the same time, we've got to protect uh, uh, our families, protect our homes against those who wish to destroy it. So, uh, you know, it's it's very conflicting, I think, for a lot of Christians right now and uh, how we feel and how we are to react. Now, with that said, let's take a look at our Bible this morning. Look at Acts chapter 4, verses 19 and 20. So Acts chapter 4, verses 19 and 20. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And as me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Now, when we look at this passage here, one thing we're, we're going to discuss here is the fact that uh, of cowardice. You know, there's a lot of... of cowardly Christians out there. And in fact, the title of this uh, devotion this morning was Marked with a Coward's Name. And where I got that from, I don't know how, uh, how many people ever watched the show Branded, all right? Uh, and uh, in fact, I've, I've got it set up to, to record on my DVR whenever it comes on. I always liked that show when I was a kid. And it Chuck Connors in it. Uh, you know, he, he played the rifleman. And um, uh, he's the only one that survived. It's supposed to be during the time like, uh, uh, I guess, like Civil War era uh, time frame and his regiment all died but him and they they tried they falsely accused him of running when he didn't and so of course the song goes branded marked with a coward's name what do you do when you're branded and you know you're a man i think that's where it that goes but anyway they, they you know there are times when people they were cowards a lot of times they would literally brand a C on their face or body somewhere uh, to tell the world that they were a coward and, uh, you know, as Christians, we need to be bold in the things of God. Uh, there is no room for cowardice uh, in the kingdom of God. In fact, uh, you can look, uh, uh, the Bible even ranks uh, that up there with a lot of other uh, heinous sins. And, uh, you know, of course, you can see uh, the cowardly, uh, if, you, if you will, the actions of Peter, you know, where he denied Jesus three times because he was scared, he was afraid. But you see here uh, in in Acts the um, uh, the difference after you know even though he was scared at that moment in time and he locked eyes with Jesus and he ran out weeping because he realized what he'd done. Uh, Peter uh, was a true man of God and he stood up for what is right and that's why he's saying here, all right, that uh, for we cannot but speak is verse twenty of chapter four. We cannot speak of the things which we have seen and heard because. They had seen, and they had they, Jesus rise from the dead. Uh, they walked with Jesus, so they, they they could not deny those very things. See, they just got done healing uh, a, a the a lame man, 
and uh, he's probably in his 40s, and, and he was able to uh, get up and walk and run and jump. Well, the Sanhedrin didn't like that, and, and Peter was more or less, he's putting them in their place. And when you think of the Sanhedrin, you can think of like um, uh, the Supreme Court or Congress, and, uh, and they're coming down on you, and you're standing up in the face uh, of what they're, what they're saying. You know, that's, that's kind of the scenario we're looking at here. And uh, he was, uh, even if he was, uh, had any kind of fear, God gave him the strength. It doesn't say that he was. I don't, I don't believe that he was. But God gave him the strength to properly uh, uh, you know, to defend uh, God and Jesus Christ and, and what they were doing there. And, you know, and here's the thing. See, there's too many Christians out there being silent. There's too many pastors out there being silent. And uh, why? Because they don't want to offend anybody. Uh, they don't want to get into any social justice issues. You know, this past Sunday, uh, the topic I was talking about was critical race theory and uh, discussing that with social justice warriors and what it means to be woke and all these things. And that was not an easy uh, teaching uh, to present uh, this past Sunday because, you know, uh, you know that speaking on those kind of issues is going to tick somebody off, but not so much that uh, is that, uh, you know, I want to speak the truth in love, and I don't want to uh, to make anyone, uh, to, to push anyone away from, from Christianity, push anyone away from Jesus, so it's not an easy topic. But see, that's what I'm here to do. As a pastor, I'm here to teach and instruct on those very issues and things that are not comfortable to make you think, to make you uh, take a hard look at yourself as a Christian and to help you avoid those snares and pitfalls the world throws out there because nobody wants to agree with racism. Nobody wants to agree with oppression. Those things are true, but the direction the world is taking that in is in the antithesis to what God's word is showing us. And so there's a lot of pastors out there and Christians alike who will defend homosexuality, who will remain silent on uh, social issues, uh, who won't speak out against these things. And uh, in the times past, uh, now there's in times past, I could have been a little more uh, loving in how that I uh, uh, presented myself in certain uh, uh, national issues. And, and I, I do regret that I was not... Um, uh, showing a little more kindness, but at the same time, you know, when you think of enemies, you think about being persecuted, you think about those tearing you down, you automatically think of non-Christians, which is true. Uh, you know, the, the um, like I was talking about last night, there, there was a whole group screaming in expletive in regards to Jesus Christ. See, Christians are coming under attack, and again, not to keep referencing Sunday, but the fact that uh, they hate God's Word and what it stands for. And so you expect that kind of persecution uh, on the outside of those who don't believe. But we can receive persecution and give, be given a hard time from those who are claiming to be Christians. See, that's what has always blown my mind, uh, is uh, uh, if I was to put something on there, uh, for example, uh, that uh, homosexuality is wrong, uh, the LGBT community as a whole uh, need Jesus Christ, and uh, they, they have believed a lie of the world. Uh, you know, of course, I expect those who are not saved to come on Facebook and start chewing me out and calling me a hate monger, calling me a bigot. You know, that's expected. But what amazes me are those who claim to be saved who get on there and say, well, you don't need to be saying that. And that's your interpretation. And we just need to love. That is what is mind boggling to me uh, is the fact that there are so many biblically ignorant Christians out there. And I blame pastors for that. So my friends, my point is, we do not need to show cowardice. We have got to show, We remember, God's Word tells us, if we don't confess 
uh, uh, God before man. He will not uh, confess uh, us before God. We have got to make a stand. Now, again, I'm not saying going out there and just whacking people with the family Bible. You know, I'm not saying that. Okay, uh, we still have to speak to speak the truth in love. But it is amazing how many Christians make excuses for sin in the world. Uh, you know, and uh, and I've said this before. If you even if you have a son or a daughter who may be um, dealing and struggling with their sexual identity, it doesn't mean that you quit loving them, but you cannot condone uh, the actions uh, that they they feel they feel may be normal. And uh, when it's you know it's contrary to the Word of God, you love them, you help them to get help that they need, but you don't encourage that kind of behavior, knowing uh, that it's going to lead to depression, it's going to lead to, may even lead to suicide, uh, it's going to uh, lead to a, a life of heartache, uh, disease. I mean, all these things, uh, you don't want to encourage that kind of behavior. In fact, you want to encourage the opposite. So you need to fight against this. You know, there's a lot of things that may seem natural to us, but is not good for us. It may be natural to us, but we know it's not honoring to God. And so we fight against that. And uh, and so that's likewise with with any kind of uh, that, that sexual identity that uh, the, the lie the world has fed uh, so many kids uh, in, in an effort to be accepted, uh, and uh, they they will sometimes go down that road. And we as parents need to direct them in the right path. But uh, my point is though, there's too many cowardly Christians out there. They're too scared to say anything. They don't want to offend. They don't want to say anything that's, you know, out of the way. They just they just want to remain quiet and silent. Man, we're not here. Remember, Apostle Paul tells us we need to be as bold, all right, bold as lions. And we've got to get out there. We've got to tell people the truth. And I know you don't want to offend, but remember what I've said before time and time again. The cross is offensive, all right? Just the cross itself. So you're going to offend no matter what you do. And there's no appeasing these lunatics out there anyway. But we've got to be bold. And we've got to start making a hard stand. Quit being a coward, all right? And start standing for what is true and right in God's eyes. And that's why that's why, that's why God's Word tells us to be that salt of the earth, to preserve, a preservative, to preserve what is right and holy. And you giving in to the things of the world is not helping it at all. You're, you're hurting it. And you're hurting the gospel and you're hurting Christianity. That's why we have to stand up and say no more. This is wrong. And whether it's sexual identity, whether it's politics, whether it's rioting, Black Lives Matters, whatever it is, if it's contrary to the word of God, we have to stand up and say, no, this is wrong. And I think that's a lot of problem with too many parents out there. They never got in their kid's face and said, no, that is wrong. Don't do it. And, you know, just like I was reading... Um, Will Smith, uh, you know, the guy played uh, uh, Fresh Prince, uh, and his wife Jada said that they have never disciplined their kids. They were just uh, shocked that uh, uh, their their son wanted to emancipate himself from them, and they just let them make their own decisions, and they've never disciplined their kids and just tried to treat them like little adults. Well, she's an idiot. I mean, I just, plain and simple, she's a moron, you know, and uh, the people out there, they don't like it when I do stuff like it. They say, well, as a pastor, you shouldn't be name-calling. That is wrong, you know, but hey, Jesus called out the Pharisees for what they were. He called them uh, brood of serpents. He called them whitewashed sepulchers. He called them out for what they were. You know, that's, that's just it. I don't even think Jesus could be Jesus is enough for some of these people. But anyway, uh, it's just it's pure stupidity. You know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Uh, there's nothing wrong with discipline. There's nothing wrong with telling your kid no. There's nothing wrong with busting his little rear end when he gets out of hand. And that's the problem. That's why we're seeing this this garbage we're seeing in our nation now because of idiots like Ed who didn't have enough sense to raise their kids like they're supposed to. 
My friends, we cannot be cowards. Yes, it can be scary to witness to somebody. Yes, it can be scary to try to tell somebody about Jesus Christ when you know that it, that it is uh, they're going to not like it and they may get in your face. Uh, you know, but we're not here uh, to be cowards and to hide in our homes. We are to be bold for Jesus Christ. We are to be bold, whether it's on social media. Again, speak the truth in love. Don't be a smart Alec, all right, and uh, uh, and I'm talking, you know, and and trust me, I'm, I'm guilty of that. But um, uh, you know, we we need to get out there and start proclaiming the truth of the gospel. Quit pussyfooting around. Quit uh, being a bunch of wimps and, and scaredy cats because you don't want to make people mad. And you don't want to lose anybody on your friends list on Facebook. Who gives a flip? All right, uh, you know, being popular on Facebook is like being the popular kid in a psych ward. I mean, really, you know. So who cares? But the main thing is, are you showing cowardice or are you being bold for Jesus Christ? Are you making that effort to tell others about God? Are you making an effort to stand against those things that are abhorrent in God's eyes, standing against sin, standing for what is truth and what is right in God's eyes? And that, my friends, is what we need to do. As we see here that Peter's talking about, he's talking about right here in Acts 4. He said, and again, I will read it again, for we cannot but speak of the things which we have seen and heard. All right. So we, he literally saw, we know that he saw these things. We know that God lives because he lives in our hearts. We know that God is real and true and we must speak of these things and we must encourage those around us. Let's have a word of prayer. Now, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Lord, help us not to be cowards, but to be bold. And Lord, let us stand for what is right and what is true. Lord, I'm calling out all Christians, all pastors, to no longer take the things of the world, to no longer accept sin, to justify sin, but to let us stand for what is truth, to stand for you. Lord, nobody, you know, they, they scream tolerance, and Christians try to be tolerant. And But here's the thing. We know that your word says that, that there is only one way to heaven, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And that, my friends, is what people will consider intolerant. But Jesus Christ is the only way. And Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, to protect us. Uh, Lord, pray that you be with the, uh, the people of this nation. I pray that they'll, they'll come to know you before it's too late. You'll heal this divide. Lord, I just want to lift up our sister in Christ, Kim Penix, Wendy Lee, uh, Ron and Thelma Thompson, uh, Troy and Ginger Hood. I pray that you be with uh, Lynn and David Feathers, Fran Pear. I pray that you be with her. I pray that uh, uh, you be with my father. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you be with uh, all the prayer requests, concerns that we, we get each and every day. Lord, be with our president. Give him uh, wisdom, knowledge, discernment in these difficult times. Protection by him and his family. And Lord, let the result of our election be a good one. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yeah, they um, they don't think we're tolerant when we say that Jesus is the only way. Uh, they think, well, if you're a good person or if you're a good little Buddhist or Hindu or Muslim, uh, that that isn't fair. Don't matter. I don't care if Jehovah's Witness or in the cult of Jehovah's Witness or Mormons. You can be the greatest person in the world. But the thing of it is, the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ alone. And that, my friends, is considered intolerant. That is considered uh, hate-filled. And, uh, and people don't like it. But that is the truth.
Well, my friends, uh, as always, as I do each morning, I uh, try to uh, encourage you, if you want to share these devotions on social media, you can always find me here at Dr. Young 77 If your friends or family don't do social media, they can watch live on our website at flbconline.com. And uh, as always, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes. And uh, uh, you can listen to all the devotions, all the sermons as you're going out and about your day. Uh, thank you, Kyla. And so I uh, hope everybody has a blessed day, a wonderful day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.